Welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Logan Plant here today with Zach Ross. What's up, Zach? Not much. You're not the usual host. What's I'm going not. on? Where's Kevin part three? Kevin's part gone. Three. Is yeah. it part three? I think so. He's oh he's out there roaming the streets of Japan right now. He's going to be over there for a he's very long time. Right to come. Now. Maybe. What time is it over there? I don't like, even know. It's like 9 a.m. Oh, he's totally asleep. Yeah, probably. Sleeps Knowing until Kevin. like 1, 1 p.m. Yeah. If, if you're listening, Kevin, what's up, dude? Come back next week. You got to come back next week because this is episode 74, which means our next one is episode 75. We got a pretty big thing planned. It should be a long, exciting episode uh, celebrating 75 episodes of Ode to Games with a, a little special activity that we have planned. So stay tuned for that next week. But this week... Zach, you finished Dragon Quest Builders 2. How many hours did it take you? It took me 60 hours. Man, you plowed through that game. Yeah, it's just something about building games where you just pick them up and then you just aren't able to put them down for maybe five hours at a time. And that's how I was doing it. Like, every day I would just play a significant amount of this game and it being on my Switch, you know, made it much more, you know, easy to just pick it up and, you know, put it down. Because I would just put it into rest mode and then pick it up, and I wouldn't have to go through any of those long loading screens. Oh, so yeah. I would just continue yeah. on with it, and I was like having a great time. So you got <sighs> out of your burnout of it, and you ended up I enjoying did. the game a lot. Yeah, I really did. Um, it's not too extensive. There's two, three big worlds, one small world, and one medium world, and that's about the size of the game. Um, I unlocked a bunch of items. Every every world you go, you unlock a bunch of items for the main island um, that you congregate people at and congregate buildings. I didn't do a lot of building on the main island. Uh, every time you finish one of the main story islands and you come back to the main island, they require you to do some building on the island. But after a while, I kind of just stuck to the story stuff and didn't do a lot of the whole, uh, you know, personalizing or building. So I can still totally go back and, you know, complete this island. Um because that's like the whole point. And I, I know I'm saving a lot of it for online multiplayer because we still have to go back and do that. Yeah, we do. Yeah. But man, 60 hours. It, it After a while, it just really felt like a Dragon Quest game. And I was, you know. I'm at that point that. now. Yeah. It really does feel like a Dragon Quest game. I'm still on Crumble Done. I didn't have a ton of time. I was traveling uh, over the last week. But I did get to play on the plane on the way there and back. The plane ride was almost perfect length for my Switch battery. Uh, but yeah, it was a really good time so far. Uh, does the game ever get less chatty, or does it kind of maintain how chatty it is the whole way through? It's it's pretty chatty the whole way through. Um, uh, later in the game, it becomes a lot more connected to Dragon Quest because I I've never played Dragon Quest two, and this one's like directly connected to Dragon Quest two. Like Dragon Quest Builders was directly connected to the first game. So I, after I was finished, I had to look up a lot of lore from the second game just to see how connected it was. And I was like, oh, that's really connected. Oh, interesting. So, so it is some interesting stuff. Uh, the chattiness isn't terrible for me um, later in the game. Um, some of the later characters are more enjoyable than some of the earlier characters, especially in the last, very last stretch of the game. Uh, I, I enjoyed all of the characters. So that wasn't terrible. Uh, while I was on the third main island i don't know how this happened but i went into a cave and then came across a 45 second leg spike oh really yeah i don't know how but there were just a few enemies and i've come across a couple glitches in this game it's easy to just like go around things and then skip story like when there's towers 
you can just like nerd pull up the tower and then it'll be like, oh, you beat all these guys. Good job. And then I was just like, okay, cool. Which is fine because the level cap thing never goes away yeah, until you annoying. max out at level 35. But uh, yeah, that leg spike was terrible. I, I was afraid I was going to crash my game because I was just running through this game at like three frames per second. It was it was actually terrible. And I didn't know how it activated and eventually it just stopped when I got out of the cave. But there was something about this huh, cave. That's funny. Yeah. What I'm my favorite part about the game so far is that when the villagers give you this task, um, sometimes it's a very strict blueprint that you have to follow exactly. But that's pretty rare. Oftentimes they're like, build me this room, just make sure it has these three things in it. Build me an exercise room and make sure it has some dumbbells, as an example, that I did fairly recently. But other than that, you have the freedom to use whatever materials you want. Put it wherever you want in the confines of the town. And Which is extremely small, yeah, by small. the way. Yeah, it's very small. If you build something, and I've noticed that if you build something required outside of the confines, it counts, but they won't use it. Oh, really? Yeah, that happened to me in Crumbledown a couple times. Like, I build stuff out, like a little ways out of the confines uh -huh. and it counted towards the mission but no one would ever go there ever oh weird huh interesting that exercise room oh <laughs> well i'm just building i'm building like multiple story buildings my exercise room is on top of the the uh, sleeping chambers and then uh the girl wanted a or someone wanted to make a, a bedroom for the girl so she had a place to that was like her private quarters so i built that above the mushroom room that she worked in all day that she asked me to build um, yeah. but oh, also I got the beds to glitch up on the wall. I don't know if you've been able to do that, but the, the haystacks, I have like eight on the floor where a bunch of miners sleep on. And then I have four more like perpendicular to them that are attached to the wall. So it looks like bunk beds and I have not been able to recreate it, but oh, they're, they're just sitting there. I'll send you a picture. No, I haven't it's done really that. Funny. Yeah. But it's like, have you ever seen chopped? I have not. So Chopped is a food network show where you have, they have a basket of ingredients and then they have 30 minutes to make whatever they can think of with those ingredients. And that's what yeah. this game reminds me of when it's like, I need these three things, but then it's up to your creativity how you want to make that look. And I like it because everyone gets to progress through the same story, accomplishing the same buildings, but it looks completely different. Like in Chopped when they present their final dishes and they're all wildly different from one another, even though they contain the same ingredients. And it's just, it's just super cool to me. And like when we showed each other our furrow fields when we all met up, that was really cool. And yeah. I'm excited to show you my Crumble Dunn because I bet it looks way different than yours. Yeah, my Crumble Dunn looks like crap. Oh, really? That was, was, yeah, that's probably the weakest of my buildings, even though I really love the, the blueprints for the, the bar the that bar you have to make. The bars are awesome. Yeah. The bars are so good. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Anything to add on the end game of Dragon Quest Builders 2? Um, the story was actually kind of enticing at the end there. Oh, wow. I was surprised because the story was a little lackluster um, in the earlier parts of the game. But I was like enthralled by the stuff that was happening with uh, the main character and um, Malroth, who is his, his buddy throughout the game. I, their relationship as it progresses through the game is actually kind of cool. And uh, I thought it was interesting. Cool. I don't want to get into spoilers yeah. because their relationship is a little, you know, touch and go there, but it's it's pretty good. So are you glad you picked it up full price on launch? Yes, I don't regret it. 60 hours is more than enough mm -hmm. to make it worth it. And now are you feeling that Dragon Quest uh, withdrawal again? A little bit. <laughs> I don't know. What, I, don't, I don't know if do I. Well, actually, no, because 
because I've got the new hero in Smash. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's jump right into Something else that. we can talk about. Oh, my gosh. He is so much fun. So this was a, a surprise announcement. I'll throw in a little bit of news right here, too. We'll just cover all of Smash right now. Earlier this week, Nintendo announced there would be a 22-minute presentation with director Masahiro Sakurai detailing version 4.0 of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, as well as Hero from Dragon Quest, the Fighter's Pass second challenger. So this 20-minute video was just basically Sakurai live-streaming. Uh, it was it was pre-recorded, but he was just sitting at his computer being like, oh, look what you can do with this character. It was really fun to watch. And that's when he revealed that the Hero's Down special has about 18 different moves that can be accessed. Yeah. It's insane. It pulls up this menu of four randomly generated ones from the selection list of 18, and you can pick whichever one suits the situation. And that's insane. Zach and I were playing for about an hour last night, hero versus hero, every battle. Yeah. And it was insane. It was so much fun. Yeah, it's it's weird to see such a luck-based character. Like he does require skill, he's still a normal character, but when you do go for that um high-level magic play and you press down B and you get that random four, you could and you're if you're mashing, you're going to get the top choice and if it could either be Kathwack, which could instantly kill your enemy or it could be Kamikaze, which will instantly kill you. I mean, anything could happen with this character and it is actually very very fun. Yeah, and from what we discovered. What I thought was especially fun, it almost felt like a new mode when we were playing hero versus hero cuz like yeah. we were just doing the the craziest stuff to each other. Like there was there was one instance where I accidentally clanged, which is um turning into like m metal and it's you can't It's like a defense thing. Yeah. yeah. And then you just walked up to me as I was frozen solid. It's an animation you can't break out of. And you were scrolling through your menu to find Hatchet Man, which is an instant critical hit. And you timed it perfectly right as I got out of the clang. You just destroyed me. And it was it was just so funny. So many the, other instances like that happened too. The only thing I can think of that could clang would be helpful for is avoiding like ultimate smashes or whatever. Mm -hmm. Which I don't usually... Because I never play with those on, but... You know, if you did, that would that would probably be the best way to use that is to defend against those. Because other than that, you are screwed if they're right next to you when you pop out of that. Yeah. There, there was a weird urge to keep using Kamikaze, the move that kills you instantly. <laughs> I don't know why we kept doing uh, that, but it was a really weird, like, habit. Like, if it was there, for some reason, I would just pick it, and then my guy would blow up, even if you were out of range of the blast. Yeah, the blast radius isn't even that large. I mean, you have to be pretty close to get off a of Kamikaze. So it's, yeah. it's pretty devastating and hard yeah. to use but I a lot of those spells are so fun bounce is my favorite you use bounce every single time yeah. every time you have it it's really it. good it, it just reverses every projectile including a lot of the magic that he spits out with his down b including snooze which is probably one of the most overpowered just immediately puts the enemy to sleep yeah yeah i i snoozed you i wanted to snooze you off an edge one time i barely missed but once you reflected my snooze and then you came and killed me there was another time where we both used the reflect move and then you fired a huge fireball at me and it was just ping-ponging back and forth and then it killed you. It was yeah. awesome. Because we both had the, the shield on. It was I amazing. did not enjoy that. It was so good. But yeah, I love the hero. He also has critical hits on his smash attacks. So that he's the only one in the game with that. So there's a random chance of getting a super high launching, high damage hit just on a regular smash attack. Some of the smash community's not super thrilled with the RNG elements, especially with the smash attack, but it, 
it feels like you're in a Dragon Quest battle when you're playing with Hero. It yeah. feels like you're picking your spells. When you get a critical hit in Smash, it's the exact same feeling, like the exact same emotion as when you get that crit in Dragon Quest. Like it's it's executed so perfectly, and and the fan service is just amazing with that character. He's my new main. Oh, he's my new main too. I'm sure we'll have plenty of fights, Hero v Hero in the future. Oh yeah, probably tonight. It is so fun. <laughs> it is so much fun. I love the hero. So yeah, that that came out also with the the version 4.0. There's a new online tournament. Up to 64 players uh, can compete in a big bracket. I did that a little bit last night after Zach and I stopped playing. Ooh, I got slaughtered. I, oh yeah. I made it to the second round like three times, and then I just got beat. I was still trying to play the hero, who we are still <laughs> literally learning how to play. Um, but no, that's I'm really glad that that mode is there. A shout out. Also, hero stage is amazing. The, yeah the tour the, around all of erdria it is super cool it's like what is it called yggdrasil landing or yeah yggdrasil's landing i think because yeah no no spoilers for story reasons it's a very important place in it's important in place Festival. and they have some of our favorite little mascots that just pop yeah. up sometimes they have an official name now did you know that we talked about the that? uh, uh Talkers. Sp- spirit of time wait what are they they were called Spirit Spirit of Lost Time was their translation from what they're called in Japan, but uh-huh. they never actually called them anything in the original Dragon Quest Eleven. But now with the Eleven yeah. S, they have some more plot to them. Like there's some bonus stories that you can do with them, and they're called Talkers, oh. T- like TikTok Talkers T O C K E R S. I like that. Yeah, Talkers. talkers. It's cute. Uh. I love them so much. But yeah, Dragon Quest Eleven. Echoes of an Elusive Age S Definitive Edition coming to Switch September 27th, 2019. Play it. Day one purchase. Oh, everybody yeah. out there. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait. Also, the music. The music in this expansion is super good. Yes. The battle, yes, it is. The battle music. Oh, man. It's amazing. And have you been up to anything else gameplay-wise, Zach? Uh, I mean, putting 60 hours into DQB2 isn't enough for you? No. DQB2. I like that. DQB2. You were telling me that you think something's happening with your Joy-Con. Yeah, I didn't like totally notice it until all this uh, news started popping up. But the red Joy-Cons that I like the the crimson red ones that I got when I was in Korea last year that I use almost exclusively. Uh, I think they're drifting. Like it's, I've it's it's definitely been stronger recently. It's not that I haven't noticed them being extremely drifty throughout the last year or so, but when I was playing Dragon Quest Builders, I would always notice that the screen, every time I went to in, into a dialogue option, would like just go up and then down like weirdly. Oh, you know weird. what I mean? Yeah. And then I would have to correct it, and I never thought anything about it. And I was like, oh. And then when I was in a menu, it would like go down, and I was like, oh. Oh, it's drifting. And I got really upset. So then I started, I switched back to my standard blue and red-ish yeah, Joy-Cons. The ones red. that come with the... Yeah. Uh, do I send them in? They're my favorite Joy-Cons. I probably got to send them in. So what do you mean when you were in the menu? Because I thought in Builders... Not, not in the menu, in the in a dialogue box when I was talking to people. The camera would okay. shift so, so only your right one's drifting then? It seems like it. Okay. Oh, I don't know. That's tough. I don't think the left one is, but I definitely think the right one is. Man. That's disappointing. I don't know because yeah, it's definitely it definitely stays still uh, on my game. Yeah, because I was always like every time I was in a dialogue box, I was top down looking at the main character. 
Oh, weird. Yeah, it was not pleasant. Oh, sorry to hear that, man. Favorite Joy-Con? Uh, I'll bury it in the backyard. It is free. Don't bury it. Is free. <laughs> it, it is free to send it and get it fixed, so you might want to do I that. know. Yeah. At least I have the originals. Yeah, I know a lot true. of people who have drifty Joy-Cons probably only have the one set of Joy-Cons because mm-hmm. they're ridiculously expensive. Yeah, they're very expensive. All right, so that is what we've been playing and an unfortunate hardware piece of news for it's Zach. Sad. But now let's head on into the news along with Smash's 4.0 update. A quick little thing I'll just mention. Splatoon got Splatoon 2 on Switch got its 5.0 update. It's done being updated now, Splatfest-wise, but... Now, in local matches where you create a lobby or online matches where you strictly play with friends, you can make your own Splatfests and play Uh. on all of the Splatfest exclusive Shifty Station stages that were only available in previous events. So that's pretty cool. I always wanted them to do that in the first game since they were completely inaccessible once the Splatfests were over. So that's just a cool thing. I love Splatoon. I'm going to buy it for Zach. Okay. A game Zach's going to love. I can feel it. Outer Worlds coming oh. to Switch. This is Obsidian's upcoming Borderlands-like multiplayer RPG. Uh, it's coming to Switch. At first, I thought it said Outer Wilds, and I was excited because I've heard really good Rise things about Zero. that game. Now, have have you heard of Have you heard of the Outer Wilds, Zach? No. What is that? It's an indie game, basically, where it plays in a 22-minute loop, and you have 22 minutes until you die and have to start at the beginning and take everything you learned in your previous run to go do something else. That uh, sounds stressful. It sounds awesome. And it's only on Xbox One right now. Wow. And PC. That's probably. Yeah. Oh, well. So at yeah. first I thought that was coming to Switch and I got super hyped. But it's Outer Worlds, not Outer Wilds. Are you planning on picking this game up? I don't know. Is it how looter shooter is it? Is it similar to Borderlands in that aspect or is it just colorful but like Borderlands? I think it's pretty similar to Borderlands from what I've I seen. really like Borderlands, man. I don't know. Yeah. Obsidian, colorful looter shooter. It's got all the right fixings. Yeah. I might pick it up. Yeah. Just another cool Switch game announcement. For those of you in Europe, you can pick up a game on your Switch for free for one week. Nintendo is starting this trial run uh, system for Nintendo Switch Online subscribers in Europe. It's kicking off with Mario Tennis Aces. It's free from August 7th to August 13th. It's called Game Trials. Also in Japan, Uh, Players can try out Captain Toad Treasure Tracker starting today, and then it's only free for that week to play. Then after that, you have to pay, but there's a sale on it. It's 33% off from August 7th to August 20th, so you can try it for a week for free, and if you like it, you can pick it up at a discounted price. Nothing like this yet in the United States. Yeah, that's it. It's all right. Yeah. Nintendo Switch Online still has some rougher deals than the other subscription services, but I'll say it's better than nothing. It is definitely better than nothing, but it's not as good as PS Plus and Xbox Gold. Someone's yeah, called Xbox Live Gold. Xbox Live Gold. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's also a third of the price. So. Yeah. So, oh yeah. I mean, and those you know family plans where you and a bunch of friends can just hop on that. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of friends or a bunch of family. Bunch of. You cheat. Friends. You cheat in the family plan. I'm cheating the system, man. Oh man. Yeah, so it's. I think it's a good deal. I mean, it is a third of the price, and instead of getting a free game, you're getting a game one-third off. So if you if you choose to pick up Mario Tennis Aces digitally, if you're a Switch Online subscriber, you're saving $20, which is how much you paid for your Nintendo Switch Online subscription. 
So there's ways to get your 20 bucks back, but it's still not the best service. I like Mario Tennis Aces. I played it for like 50 hours. I also love that game. No, you don't. You always talk about how much you hate it. I hate that game because of you. I'm you so make me hate things. Because I beat you at them? Yes. You were you beat me most of the time as the hero last night. And yet, and now you hate him. No, I don't. Actually, I will say, though, you beat me a lot in the first half, and then in the second half, I started beating you more. That's because I stopped paying attention. That's just not I true. did. The second half, I was a lot more focused on, like, some of those menu things. It's really hard, because mm-hmm. you're so vulnerable when you're in that menu. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, in the first half, I was really focusing on landing those smash attacks, and in the mm-hmm. second half, I was like, I gotta get some of this magic off. Yeah. I want to see what all of it does. Yeah. I Oh, real quick back around to that my favorite kill that i had on you was i used thwack which is the one that has a tiny chance of an instant kill as i was falling i accidentally opened the menu i was falling off the stage and i just picked thwack i died because i fell off the stage but the thwack killed you instantly and it was amazing (laughs) it was so awesome Apparently, Thwack has a higher chance of killing you the higher percentages, and my mm. percentage was only like 30%. Oh, it was, so yeah. It was yeah. still a really good kill. Yeah, it was awesome. Okay, we're going to talk about some Monster Hunter. Are you ready? Ugh. Iceborne. I... Dragon Quest and Monster Hunter, two amazing franchises that have entered my yes. life. Iceborne is coming out in just over a month now. IGN has gotten to play some of the beta of Iceborne, I believe, some of the full actual version. They released an article, nine exciting quality of life improvements. So I want to go with each through each of them with Zach, and we're going to say how big of a deal we think this is for Monster Hunter yes. World. Yes, and I have seen, I saw this article, but I did not read in depth of it, so I, I will be surprised by some of these, hopefully for the better. There's an in-game event schedule. When you get your login bonus, you can hit a new button that assign, that sends you to an in-game schedule. It'll show you uh, what's happening. So I think oh. that's nice. That's yeah, just, that's not terrible. Yeah. Uh, the Gathering Hub has everything. Uh, the Gathering Hub in the new town uh, leans into uh, the new features in Iceborne Hard. Everything you would normally have to leave Astera's Gathering Hub to access is all contained into one. Okay. The Armory, Resource Center, Argosy, Harvest Boxes, it's all there without having to do a loading screen in between the Gathering Hub and the main town area. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Because that, that means is... we can run around and shop together. Yes, exactly. Like, not a huge deal, but it's cool. Before, it was just, like, arena quests, event quests, Mm -hmm. arm wrestling. Yeah. So, yeah, a weird selection. That's cool. New headquarters, specific radial menus. You don't use the radial menus. I don't. I really should. This is just for, like, gestures and stickers, which you can create for depending what area you're at. That's nice. Okay. We don't do that much, though, because we always chat when we play. Yeah. You can set craft all to the radial menu. Um, so now if you assign like mega potion in a slot and then you run out of mega potion, you can have another one on your slot where you say craft as many mega potions as I can. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. I use that. I use that a lot and I hate having to pause while I'm running away from a monster to craft more mega potions. That's really nice. That is, that is convenient for you. Yeah. Customize bow guns from the item box. We don't use bow guns and you can finally pet your palico. Heck yeah. <gasps> That is the best quality of life improvement. Yeah, I'm very excited. My guy's probably really de- depressed that he can't pet his Palico firecracker. Yeah. Seeds is going to get a lot of petting. You can pet the the pig in the trade yard, though. Yeah, but Although not your actual pet. Although it attacks you if you screw it up. Yeah. So that's nice. You can even pick them up and let them splash their feet in the water. Uh, 
You can fire your slinger with any weapon drawn. That's exciting. Usually you have to completely uh, sheathe your weapon to pull out the slinger. Especially with my greatsword. Yeah, Yeah. that's surprising. Because I would always have to throw it out to do environmental damage if I would just shoot like a a stone up at the ceiling to knock something down. I'd have to put my sword away. And it was always a hassle because putting your greatsword away is such a a pain. Yeah. I'm just thinking though, I know that my, my sword uses or my axe uses one of the same buttons as the slinger does. So I wonder how that's going to work. Yeah, that is interesting. A small slinger ammo visual tweak. They got another quality of life improvement. When you equip ammo from your pouch, you'll now see the icon of any picked up ammo you already had loaded behind it. So now you can see what stuff you have. I think it was hardware before. That's fine. Improved dynamic difficulty scaling. Iceborne's difficulty will now scale more smoothly with your party size. Where the health of a monster used to simply double in multiplayer, regardless if you had two, three, or four, Iceborne will will scale better Um. for parties of two. Let's go. Yes, that is good. And also, we weren't sure if it scaled up to three people before. So I think now that gives us our answer that it only scales up to two Mm -hmm. double in multiplayer, which is still a lot. Like if you're fighting an Elder Dragon with double health, that's still, even with three people, quite the challenge. That change is coming to all monsters in Monster Hunter World, not just the Iceborne fights. Perfect. That's amazing. Oh, that's really exciting. Because, yeah, we we had always just have two, and then it would just take forever. Whether you were fighting with two or four, it had the same amount of health. And now yeah. it's two is different, and this article says three still gets the short end of the stick, because now there's three tiers, one player, two players, and three or four players. Okay. So three is, is the worst now for amount of health per player. But that's really exciting. Now we won't have to SOS flare as much as we do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sweet. Now that I know that, I really don't want to SOS flare anymore because yeah, it has less health with two players. Probably handle yeah. whatever we can get. Yeah. Monster Hunter World Iceborne, September 6th. Very excited for that. EA explained why they don't release games on Switch. And basically they said, people don't like playing our games on Switch. And that was their simple explanation. And I was thinking about it and... I think it's kind of true. If you have a Madden or something like that, you don't want to pick that up on on Switch. You want to pick it up on no. more powerful consoles. Yeah. And I would, I would say that. I would have liked a way, a way Out, I think, would have been a good Switch game. Um, but some of their other indie stuff has come to Switch, so it's fine. But not a lot of EA games on Switch. No. And that's it for the news this week. Now we'll move to our Ode 2 segment. It had me thinking the other day, when I was playing as the hero in Super Smash Bros., I really, really wanted another new Dragon Quest game. I've been trying to get into some of the older Dragon Quest games, but Eleven just took that next step forward in just being very user-friendly and streamlined compared yeah. to some of the stuff that I've experienced. A lot more modern. Yeah. Definitely. So it got me One thinking, of the best. man, I want Dragon Quest Twelve. Like, when that gets announced, that's going to be so hype. You get Dragon Quest Eleven too. No, I would love it. I'd love a direct sequel, but they don't really do that. So, no, that's that's a Final Fantasy thing. Yeah, 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 it is. One, two, and three are kind of. You always play as a different character in Dragon Quest. Is the bottom line. You never return to the same character for a new game. Which is why they had to call him Hero in Smash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very generic. But I just got super excited for Dragon Quest Twelve. We know that it's in development. Uh, Yuji Hori, the director of the Dragon Quest franchise, has said that they're starting to lay out the very basic foundations of what 12 is going to be. So in, for this Ode 2 segment, 
we're going to talk about games we want that we don't know exist. So we already know Dragon Quest XII is in development, so something like that doesn't count. But maybe a game that left off on a cliffhanger that you want to see a sequel to, or a remake or a reboot of a series that means a lot to you that's been absent for a while. We've each come up with a few here. Zach, I'm going to let you go first. We can take turns uh, going back and forth with one. Okay, I've got three. Um, the three I've, well, a couple of them I've definitely talked about liking these franchises on the show before. Uh, the first one I'll mention is uh, Portal 3. I don't talk about Portal a lot, but Portal's a really amazing franchise. Like and Yeah, I love Portal. I love I've, Portal. I've, I don't know. Yeah, I like briefly Portal. mentioned this on the show before. And, and Portal 2 came out a very long time ago, and it was one of the most popular games of all time. And now that Valve has been focusing on Steam and other stuff, we don't know if they're ever making games again. They... And they recently came up with that uh, portal construction builder thing yeah. where you build bridges. It was a real troll to the community, yeah. and everyone it was, really... It was made like by college students or something like that. It wasn't even made by... Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. But I feel like now that we've come a long way in technology, that these portal physics can get really good. And especially, like, I'm thinking, like, if they did a VR thing on PlayStation, like a Ooh. portal VR... That would be insane. <laughs> like yeah. if you just shoot a portal and then you go through it and then you're just through your portal, that would be very disorienting and fun. So I think that this this franchise definitely needs at least a new, uh, maybe not a direct sequel, like a, a reboot or something like that. But we need a new mainline portal I'm game. with you on Portal 3. Yeah. I actually still haven't finished the campaign, single player campaign to Portal 2. I should really yeah. do that. It's been on my list for a long time. But I adore Portal 1. And I've beaten the multiplayer campaign of Portal 2 multiple times. And those puzzles are just so amazing. Yeah, yeah. The, the multiplayer aspects as well. Perfect for, you know, gaming nowadays. Mm -hmm. People love playing multiplayer. It'd be perfect. Plus the tone and the humor of those games is just so good. Yeah, it, it's good anytime. It's not it's not old style. It's just, it's just good yep. whenever. Yeah. My next one is a game that kind of left off on a little bit of a cliffhanger. Uh, it was it was definitely open for a sequel, and there's some questions we still have after the story concludes, and that's Quantum Break 2. I really enjoyed the story in this game. Yeah. Uh, Remedy's new game, Control, actually comes out this month, so we'll see what they work on next. I don't think this game will ever get a sequel, but I would just love to see one revisit those mechanics, the super fun, like, time-bending uh, yeah, stopping combat. time, time barrier, all that stuff. It never stopped me from getting shot a lot, but I always did my best. <laughs> yeah, it's just super fun, super good gameplay, uh, and I loved the characters in that world. I think I was one of the few that was a big fan of the TV show stuff that they pulled off. I don't. How did you feel about that? Watching the TV in the middle. Um, I thought it was. It was a nice change of pace. It was kind of annoying when you were getting into the gameplay and then you'd be like, okay, time to sit down and watch this TV show before I can continue. But, I mean, there was the option to skip it. But, I mean, I don't know why you would skip it if you want the story and all the details. But, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a game breaker. Yeah, I but. really liked it. I thought it was pretty well done, actually. Yeah. So Quantum Break 2 is a game that I'd love to see that I don't think it'll ever happen, though. And it had a strong cast because I really like the main guy and then uh, the the bald black guy was from Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn. Yeah, Martin. yeah. Martin is that his name? Martin. Yeah. Yeah, and I love I, that guy so much. I love Paul Serene. And uh, Paul Serene is villain. like your favorite villain. Yeah. He's incredible. Uh, he's in what the actor is in a few things I've seen actually. He's in The Dark Knight Rises very briefly. 
I'll look up is what he? else he's in. Yeah. You know the scene in the beginning with the plane where yeah. Bane is like, yeah. And the plane, that was Paul yeah, Serene. That's Paul Serene. Uh, it's amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah. Let's see. What else is he in? This is a, a good tangent. We're going to go on enough tangents when Kevin's here. That's yeah. Okay. He's very on on the books. No, I think, I think we go on tangents. Aiden, right, Aiden Gillen. Is that his name? Aiden Gillen. Yeah, For which one? Paul Serene. Oh, yeah. Sean Ashmore is the Sean one Ashmore yeah. is Iceman from X-Men. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I know him from. Yep. Aiden Gillen, movies and TV shows. You ready? This is Paul Serene, one of my favorite villains of all time in Quantum Break. He's apparently in Game of Thrones, I just learned. Oh. He's in Bohemian Probably. Rhapsody. I did okay. remember that. I don't remember who he played. He... Freddie Mercury? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> uh, he's in Peaky Blinders. He's in The Wire, which I want to watch. It's like a cop show. I've wanted to watch for a long time. Yeah, I've heard really good things about The Wire. Yeah. Oh, man. Now that I know Paul Serene's in it, I have <laughs> to watch it. The Dark Knight Rises uh, is one of the first things I remember seeing him in. Um, but yeah, he's in a lot of a lot of stuff like that. Some serious uh, p- period dramas. Okay. Anyways, I'm, I'm just reflecting on Paul Serene now and how good a villain it is. What's your next one, Zach? Uh, my next one is Sly Cooper 5, which I have talked about the Sly Cooper franchise being a big part of my childhood in the past and after the original trilogy they did hand it off to a new studio who made Sly Cooper Thieves in Time which was a direct sequel back on the PS3 uh, made by Sanzaru Games as opposed to Sucker Punch who made the first three and this game while I think it was a really good game um, and I, I really like where they took the graphics and the gameplay and I think they were really um really loyal to the original trilogy. It wasn't as popular as the original trilogy and didn't do as well. And they also made some really weird story towards choices that I wasn't okay with, but they did end up leaving it on a huge cliffhanger where the spoilers, I don't think anyone cares. Like Cooper gets stuck in time and then they just, and it was a post credit scene too, which is like, you know, post credit scenes are designed to usually set up sequels and we never really got anything out of it. And I think that um, if they did make it, I've seen, you know, there's a lot of loyal fans to this franchise, and I think they'd be very happy if they did a direct sequel. I don't think it would do good for them to, you know, do like a reboot of the franchise or a remake. I think the game still kind of hold up. The graphics aren't even that terrible. Um, So I really think a direct sequel for Sly Cooper would be pretty ideal for a lot of people, including myself. I would play that on day one. I wonder who would make it, though, because... I don't think that. I don't think Sucker Punch. I don't even know what Sanzaru Games is up to. I haven't seen them since they made. I think they maybe did a Ratchet and Clank thing, but I can't remember. Ooh, yeah. ooh. It's a green monkey face they, with a plus made, and a minus button for the eyes. They made Secret Agent Clank. Yeah, that um, was it. They also made Sonic Boom on Fire and Ice and Shattered Crystal. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not great games. Well, I'm sure they're doing fine. Yeah. All right, my next one is I talk about it all the time on this show, how much I love Captain Toad, and <gasps> I would love a Captain Toad sequel. The DLC was amazing. It shows that they are not running out of ideas. Uh, it was just, it's my favorite puzzle game, even more than Portal. I think Captain Toad is a superior puzzle game, and I would love to see a sequel to it with just a ton of new crazy ideas. It works with the Switch with those motion controls and everything. 
And I just think it would be an awesome smaller title to have while we wait for the next big Mario game or something like that. If Get that team on that because Captain Toad is an amazing franchise that shouldn't just stop at one game. No one cares about Toad. I do. Nope, I, no one. When I was seven years old... Oh, here we go. I wrote a letter to Nintendo to <laughs> tell them disgusted. to make a game starring Toad and Toadette. Oh, so, okay, so you're saying that this Toad game is your fault. Jeez, no. My sister and I wrote that letter, and then <laughs> seven, or like ten years later, yeah. ten years later it happened, and it was it does, They don't make a game overnight. They got that letter, and they had to start working <laughs> on it. Yeah, sure. But it was incredible when that finally happened. Uh, and I just don't, I want that franchise to, to stay alive. It's just so good. Should I play it? Yes. On the Switch? Yeah. The Wii they, U version is slightly better, but okay. it's still extremely good on the Switch. Well, I apologize for not having a Wii U. So it's okay. <laughs> if I did play it, it would be on my Switch. Yeah, it's, it's very good on Switch. All right, you have one more? I do have one more. And this one's very dear to my heart. And it came up recently on Twitter. Um, it's Ape Escape 4. And this came up recently on Twitter because Ape Escape just had its 20th anniversary. And um, uh, I found the the Twitter page for it randomly because Hideo Kojima was just like liking all the tweets from this uh, Ape Escape 20th anniversary page. So apparently Hideo Kojima is a fan of the Ape Escape franchise. And Japan gets a lot more Ape Escape stuff than America does over here. There have been a million spinoffs that have never even seen American shores. But we did get... Ape Escapes 1 through 3, plus a couple of spinoffs, and, you know, they were a huge part of my childhood. Those games are so much fun, and I know that Logan was more of a super monkey ball kind of guy with his monkey-themed fun <laughs> as a child, but, yeah. you know, Ape Escape, the, especially 2, which was my favorite one, had such colorful worlds and such a lively soundtrack that it always sticks in my head as one of the most, you know, fun and lively games that I've ever played, and when it got re-released digitally on the PlayStation 4, so you were able to go to your PlayStation 4 and buy this game for like $15 and then play it, and it is definitely worth it because it still holds up. Um, and now that they've had their 20th anniversary and it seems like they're doing stuff in Japan, I just hope that, you know, something happens and that if it does happen, it makes its way over here because I would very much appreciate it. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think something's got to come out of that uh... so- that something weird, definitely that weird has to yeah. yeah. Hopefully it's not just like a TV show or something, because I could see that happening, too. I, I mean, I'd watch it. I have a few more that I won't talk about, because there's one big one that I would like to talk about instead. Pokemon, I've always liked the Pokemon spinoffs more than the main game, so please make me a new Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Or Ooh, I knew you were going to say it. Or bring Ranger back. Ranger's or, also oh, really good. I played Pokemon Ranger. I love doing the spinny yeah. thing to capture the... Uh, there's three Ranger games on DS, and they're all really, really good. I think I played the first one. Yeah. Pretty confident. The second one is my favorite. Fun. And I haven't played a Mystery Dungeon since Blue Mystery Which Dungeon. Which is my favorite. Which is, yeah, <laughs> that amazing. That game is incredible. New Final Talking Fantasy po- Crystal Chronicles. I'd like that, too. Uh, the Final Fantasy Explorers looked like it was going to be that, but then it wasn't. It was more like Monster Hunter, which at the time I didn't like, so maybe I would like it a lot more now. Uh, But anyways, a new multiplayer Crystal Chronicles. They are remaking the original in HD. It's coming out to consoles uh, this holiday, so hopefully that one might spur some team to make a sequel to it. A true Monkey Ball. Monkey Ball 1 or 2. Remake it. Come on, guys. Monkey Ball 3. Yeah, Super Monkey Ball 3. And lastly, Uncharted. (sighs) Ugh. 
I don't want say that. Uncharted. Why didn't I say that? I don't know. Uncharted, the Because it's not Sullivan dead in my Tales. head, because there's definitely going to be a sequel. I hope so. I don't think Naughty Dog's going to make it, but I know, I've said this before, I know Days Gone was not that well-received, but that studio made a very good Uncharted on a handheld. Give it to them. What studio is it? Bend. Sony Bend. Yeah. I they, mean... Days Gone still had some interesting physics and looked mm-hmm. decent, so I'd say they could probably make a good game as long as they handled yeah. the story. And Days Gone is an enormous open world. Uncharted's yeah. not. And they already proved they can make an Uncharted. So I just want to see. And not no Nathan Drake. People want no, him to come back. No. I do not want him to. We uh, know who the main character is. Victor Sullivan. Victor Sullivan. It'd be incredible. Anytime. Yeah. I want to play through his life from birth to death. Me too. I want the Sully trilogy. Part one, it's like punk Young Victor Sullivan, Sullivan like yeah. age 18. Why does he become this treasure hunter? Why? Yeah, exactly. We don't know anything about it, his his mm-hmm. young life. It's pre-Nathan. Pre-Nathan. Sully 2. We don't know anything pre-Nathan. Sully 2. Yes. It's when Sully in Uncharted 3 meets Nathan when he's a young kid, when Sully is like all in with with Marlo and the, the villains of Uncharted 3. Yes. He's like the mentor. Show me what happens after that. Show me the early days of Sully mentoring Nathan. Could be a Last of Us type Forming game. Forming their bond. Yes. Exactly. Yes, Becoming Last of Us, family. where he needs to protect young Nate. Ah, that would be great. And then, Sully 3, post-Uncharted Him 4. Him and Sam. Him and uh, Nate's brother, Sam Drake. Boom. Greatest gaming trilogy of <sighs> all time. Make it happen. If that happens, I could legitimately die happy. <laughs> No matter what happens in my life. That's all I need, man. And that is the game that I want the most of all. Of all these on the list, if I could pick one, it would be for that Sully Trilogy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'd be amazing. That wasn't even on my list, but I'd pick it off your list. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't have it. When you said this one was near and dear to my heart, I thought you were going Uncharted, but instead you was I was solely, I was like thinking, what haven't I played in a long time? And I play those Uncharted's pretty often. Uh, yeah, I play them once, and then I really want to replay them. Yeah, I want to go them all again. I got to replay four because I haven't done it since Crushing. Thank you for listening to Ode Games. That's gonna do it for us. Zach, any final thing to add about Sully, Dragon Quest Builders Two, Joy-Con Drift, anything? Those are my favorite things in the world, minus the drift. Dragon Quest Builders Two and Victor Sullivan. Yes, that's fair. Actually, you should... I really, really love Dragon Quest Builders 2. It was so much fun. You should build and a I shrine won't... to Victor Sullivan in Dragon Quest Builders 2. I could make a pixelated version of his face. That would be awesome. Yeah, Take a lot of blocks. Kevin will be back with us next week for episode 75. We've got a lot of good stuff planned. Thanks so much for listening. Find the show on Twitter at Ode to Games. Send the show an email, Ode to Gamescast at gmail.com. You can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any other streaming service that you may use on iOS, Android, or your laptop or desktop. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. We'll be back next time with more Ode to Games.